Hey, welcome back to the CA Power Players Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Askins. I am here today hanging out with Mr. Mason Van Meter. Mason, welcome back to the channel, sir. Starting to become a common occurrence to be on here with a reoccurring theme. Dude, no doubt about it, man. Uh, how's that been, by the way? You know, being a part of this, being on the channel, how's that been for everything? It's been uh, a journey, I'll say that. It's definitely helped with branding and attention as far as just how I carry myself. Yeah. But it's like, I'm just finding people who like what I have to say and yeah. causing, I'm pushing away the people that don't like what I have to say. It's that simple. Yes, yes. Well, I want to highlight that real quick because so many people that are afraid when they're building a brand, they're putting themselves out there to repel people you know, and to be just direct with people and honest with people thinking, you know what? I want to be liked. I want everybody to like me. You know, what's your opinion on that? I think it's stupid. <laughs> I mean, I, well, who really opened my eyes to this is like Alex Ramosi and Brad Lee. Like they're very polarizing people and they speak in absolutes. It's not, yeah. well, it could be this way or it could be the other. No, it's like, this is my truth. This is the way that has worked for me. And it's like, when you speak and try to play both sides of the fence, and try to yeah. cater to people. It's like, well, he's just saying the same thing everyone else is. I don't want to mm. listen to him. What's the point? It's a waste of brain space. Like, it's just face noise. Yep. Anyone can talk. No doubt. Yeah, I like that. I like, um, I mean, you just become, when you become more comfortable with you and what you're looking to accomplish, you just become, you just cut through the BS. You become more honest, more direct. And you know what? If that helps someone break some bad habits and become better, then then we should have been that way sooner. You know, I think most people are just too insecure to even deal with their own patterns. Like I've had many crises in my life that never happened. Simply a figment of my imagination. But it's like if most pe if more people were just congruent, meaning their body language matched what they say. We'd have a lot better world. No, no yeah, more insecurities and limiting beliefs and depression and pornography addictions. And like you, you just be able to catch patterns and break yeah. them. Most people are yeah. just stuck in the same loop. Like they're living. Uh, Alex Ramosi said this earlier. I love it. Most people are living the same six months of their life over and over. Mm. I love that. That's strong. That's strong. Yep. And you, as a person, you want to evolve, you know, you want to improve, you know, I mean, um, that's when we're happy when we're progressing, when you think, you know, it all, or you're happy and you've made it with your, in, you're making 40,000 a month. Like that was a big deal to me until I started doing it. And I was like, this isn't enough. Yeah. This Correct. isn't enough. There's always yeah. room for improvement. No doubt about it. Yeah. Which is what, what leads us to our topic today. Um, you talked about, we were going to do a sales webinar recently. We pivoted to doing this instead, and we were going to talk a little bit about, we we're going to talk about sales, but you want to talk a little bit more about the closer framework. Um, something you mentioned, Alex Hermosi, something he teaches, something that is is strong. So beautiful. Like the, I don't think many, I've followed him for about a year and a half now when he first started getting on social media. So like I've had time to invest in watching his content and transferring it over to the insurance industry specifically because people are just now hearing about them. So yeah. I've had a year and a half implementing these frameworks and processes that people will never be able to catch up with me on. Mm. But like I adopted his closer framework into all of my sales and somehow I've managed to clear seven figures in the last six months. Not bad. That's no. Solid. First million at 25. That's something I, 
it used to be a big deal to me, but it's now it's like, now I need a hundred. And because I'm measuring differently in wealth, I'll start chasing higher leverage opportunities. Yes. I don't cap myself. Like if you want to be able to buy what you want without looking at the price tag, you got to be able to work without looking at the clock. What, what was it about this framework that got your attention? It's all question based. And I think it's ethical manipulation. So you just ask questions ethical. in a way to where they come up with the answers to their own problems that they were not even aware that they had. And they think it was their idea in the first place. Yep. People hear the word taboo word manipulation and think it's bad. Well, no, it's the intention behind it. If I know it's my job to help someone make a decision and I get an, I need to think about it. Well, then I, I suck at my job. Yeah, you didn't do it. That's for sure. No, I didn't protect them. I didn't get paid. And because I didn't get paid, the, the parents taught me when I was very young that being sad or depressed means that's a bad, you're not supposed to feel that emotion. And now I start going down this rabbit hole of a downward spiral. That's where most people get stuck. That's why most yep. agents just don't make it in this industry. Yes. So, so what's the, uh, what's the first piece of this? Kind of walk us through this a little bit. So closer framework, it's C L O S E R obviously, but C is clarify the need, clarify why they're there. Like, why did you take the time out of your busy schedule to sit with an insurance agent today? Mm. And that, well, I just wanted information. Well, Cody, I'm assuming you're not hopping on sales calls all day just for information. <laughs> What's the problem that we're trying to solve? Yes. It's good to know early. Yeah. Find out if there's even a need there. That's the basis for agreement. Yes. Once you do that, once they tell you the problem, here's where most people gloss over. This is where I stop and hammer at home. I throw darts at the dartboard because this is going to give me all the ammo for the objections I need to handle later. So L is label them with a problem. So wait, 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 Cody, you're telling me that if you don't buy this policy today and you were to pass away, your wife's going to be homeless. Your kids are going to have to get a nanny that they hate. They're going to have to move school districts. Your wife's going to have to get a second job to try to come up with your income. How does that make you feel? Like, is that what you're telling me? Mm. And what they do is when they acknowledge a problem, they associate. There's two types of states. There's dissociated, which means you cannot feel emotion. And then there's associated states. You can feel a kinesthetic emotion. So you get them to associate into the emotion. This is how you draw out pain points. You get them to feel it. You get them to walk through the pain and confront the fear and decision. So you have to get them to admit they have a problem. I can't cure cancer until you admit that you have it. True that. Next is the O, overview of past pains. So what have you done to solve this problem in the past? Because in order to help you get where you're wanting to go, I need to know what roads you've taken, what decisions you've made, like what you've mm. tried to do in the past to fix this. That way I don't make the same mistake as another agent. I'm just protecting myself here but I'm also like just showing them why the decisions they made did not solve the problem. I was like, you were so close. It was just this one little thing you missed. And I'm associating a need. Here's where I start linking it between my product solving their problem and they bridge the gap. Good. Overview of past pains. Okay, cool. S is sell them on the vacation, not the plane flight. Don't sell what it is. It's not an insurance policy. Don't think, don't think literally. That's the problem with 
most people is their left brain dominant because the school system teaches you there's only one right answer. Don't ask for help. It's not okay to fail. It's not okay to make mistakes. You have to get a passing grade. And it's like, that's BS. Mm. There's, more than way, there's more than one way to solve a problem. And most problems don't require logical solutions. They require psychological. So I like selling in the imaginary realm. I don't like selling them on what it is. I like selling them on what they are going to get as a result of. Like which one sounds better? Hey, we're going to take you on a private jet to Maui, Cody. That's what this is going to be like. Or I can sell you the plane flight. Well, Cody, you're going to have to go through TSA, wake up at 4 a.m., drive to the airport, take off your pants, jump through the scanner, go through the hula hoop. You might get searched, a finger in you know where. It's not pleasant. But then you have to ship all your stuff through. You're going to have to take out your – like you've already lost them. <laughs> yes. They don't care what it is until money changes hands. Like there's no type of commitment. You have to give people what they want in order to give people what they need. Yes. I like the first experience way better, by the way. Yeah. Short, simple, to the point. They know what they're going to get. Yes. So like if I was selling accountability, I'll just use Alex Hormozzi's example for my coaching stuff. Like when agents reach out to me, say they need accountability. I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm going to hold you accountable and we're going to do daily check-ins. I'm going to write down your thoughts and what you're doing to see what thought patterns you have. It's like, Cody, you remember when your parents used to tell you to brush your teeth when you were young? And you'd run to the bathroom and you'd sulk off to bed, right? Do you still brush your teeth as an adult? Yes. Exactly, because you had external accountability turn into an internal habit. That's exactly what you're going to get with me. I like that external. That's very memory. clear. You sell with stories. There's only three things you should say in a sell. Questions, restatements, short anecdotal stories to drive the point home. Never tell a story without making a point and never make a point without telling a story. And the beautiful thing about stories is people have different representational systems. This is what you hear, uh, like grow hearing up. This is the actual term for it. But it's like some people are kinesthetics. Some people are visual. Some people are auditory. Stories package up that information in a really nice way and deliver it to their mind. Mm -hmm. It's not just words. A visual person doesn't care what you're saying. They want to see it. Yep. It's powerful. So I guess storytellers are more than likely the best salespeople. Look at, look at pastors. If I could, I'd hire a whole agency full of church pastors. Do you hear the conviction in which they speak with? But they're yep. just telling stories from a book. That's right. So sell the vacation, not the plane flight. Don't sell what they have to do. Sell what they're going to get as a result of it. After they buy the policy, then you can tell them what's required. Yep. They don't care. They don't care. They just want their problem solved. That's one thing I noticed a lot, by the way. We kind of stopped there. Is a lot of agents are they're, they're, they're explaining in too much detail. Someone shows a little bit of interest. And they just jump and vomit information. They're like, okay, the more I tell Mason, the more easier it is to make a decision. But it's actually the opposite. you know. Yeah. Like, Have you ever drank from a fire hose, Cody? No. Okay. Well, like, imagine trying that. Now imagine stepping in your client's shoes when you talk to them. Yeah. They don't care that it's a $10,000 whole life policy from Mutual of Omaha with a guaranteed income rider and all. Like, no, they don't care. Like, Hey, when you die, I'm going to deliver a check to your family. I just, it's just my job to make sure the right amount of money is on there, Cody. But when you die, I'm going to make sure your wife doesn't foreclose on a house and your kid can still run around all the bases. He doesn't have to quit the sports team. Like it, telling you what it's going to do for your family when you're no longer here. Stuff they care about. Yeah. Yep. That's good. What's E? Explain away their concerns. 
And I think there's only, it's my assumption that there's only three real objections in the insurance industry. Maybe four if you include timing. But one is a stall. The other one is a decision maker. So it's like stalls. Well, I need to think about it. Well, do you think this is going to solve your problem? Does it meet your needs? Do you yeah. like me or do you hate the beard? Because trust me, I have to groom it every day. If you don't like me, just tell me. No, I like you. Awesome. Do you have access to funds or know someone who does? Because if you like it a lot, we might be able to get someone else to do this for you. Mm. If all three of those are yeses, awesome. Let's apply. Help them make an educated decision. More than likely, they're just scared of making the wrong one. So you have to show them how to make a decision and confront the fear of being wrong. Next, well, like, well, I need to talk to my wife about it. Well, Cody, does your wife know you guys have this problem that when you die, she's going to be homeless? <laughs> does she? Yes. Does she? Do you think she approves of you having this problem? Yes. No. She, so why would your wife be against you solving a problem that she's already not okay with? It's good. You want to go ahead and get this taken care of? Let's do it. It's like, just get them to confront the decision. And like, if they say no to that, here's where I just go overboard. Cody, listen, let's just get this filled out and I'll hold this application until Friday. And you go talk to your wife, Cody. And Cody, if she tells you, baby, when you die, I want to be broke forever. I want to make sure we have to sell the house and lose all the equity. I want to make sure I have to pull the kids from the sports teams and move them to another district, make them lose all their friends. I want to have generational just unhealth and be generationally broke. Like if she tells you that, Cody, you come back and tell me and I'll rip up this application. I promise. Like make it, make it exaggerated. Yep. Paint a picture too. That's good. Yeah. Cause I'm sorry, but your wife's not going to say that. At least not if she loves you. <laughs> but like, no, your wife's, your wife's cool, man. I see you guys on how you guys re react with each other. And I like it. So thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate that. And then R is just reinforce their decision. People make buying decisions within the first 48 hours after a transaction occurs. Mm. So they decide whether or not they're going to buy from you within the first 48 hours. So how do we make sure we increase the LTV and decrease churn in our business? And what's scary to me is I never hear any agency owners talking about decreasing churn in their business. Most people, I say churn, they're like, what is that, butter? No, we're not churning butter. It's like we have to decrease the amount of people canceling and falling off. We have to increase the stick. So it yeah. increases the LTV in your hypothetical max of your business, your net gross profit. People don't understand metrics and it blows me away. You're, you tell me you own your own business, but really you just own your own job. You know nothing about it. Mm. Step on a lot of people's toes, but they need to hear it because then they'll change. Hopefully, if they care. That's but right. Or how do we get them to reinforce their buying decision and make sure we grow our business quadratically, which is by word of mouth? It's the only thing that will counteract the linear forces of business, like running ads. Over time, you'll have to pay more in ads to acquire colder and colder audiences. And at a certain point, you'll drop your market and you'll just be trying to sell people just to keep up with overhead. The only yeah. thing that will counteract that is. You do such a good job for one person. They tell two, two people tell four, four people tell eight. It grows quadratically. It's exponential in nature. This is why I focus on organic and I shut all my ads down. Boom. Like how, how do we get people to stick and keep with their policies? One, if you did a good job on the first five letters, 
they'll stay if you feel like they solved their problem. But I like getting them to admit that. Cody, you remember that problem you had where you thought if you died, your wife was going to have to sell the house and pull the kids from the sports team and move and hire a nanny they hated? Do you feel like we got that taken care of today? Mm. Yes. How much weight does that take off your family's shoulders? A lot. Get them to admit that you solved their problem. Now they're reliant on your relationship. It's psychology. There's only two ways to change a behavior. It's either rewarded or punished. If you do a bad job, they'll punish the behavior. They'll never refer you to anybody. But if they feel like you connected with them and solved their problem better than anybody else could, who do you think they're going to refer to their friends and family when they have a problem like this? Yes. This is strong. Outdated sales techniques don't work work anymore. You got to meet people where they're at and help them bridge the gap. So what I mean by that is before you were an insurance agent and you know what you know now, step in the client's shoes and walk them across the bridge you built to making an educated decision. They'll thank you so much for making the process simple. I like this framework. That's good. It is. And it, like the next Wrong. part of that is like the value equation. So like I hear people throw the term around value, but what, what is value? So you have a perceived likelihood of achievement in a thing that someone really wants, their dream outcome. What what does Cody really want to happen with this insurance policy? And on the top side of the equation are all the things that can add value. So you have the dream outcome, what Cody wants to happen. Yep. Then you have how likely it is to happen, the perceived likelihood of achievement or success. How likely am I to solve Cody's problem with this? And the more that I can increase that number or percentage, it makes it more valuable to you. So the likelier I am to solve your problem with this product, the more valuable it is to you in your mind. True. Now, on the bottom side of the equation is everything that takes away value. Time delay and then effort and sacrifice. Time delay is how long is it going to take to solve Cody's problem? Well, if you're writing fully underwritten-ish like policies for healthy people, they don't want to wait a month for a $50,000 term policy when you can get it in two minutes. It makes it less valuable. If it yep. takes two years for a graded policy to pay out, that makes it less valuable in the client's mind. Now, effort is anything that they were not doing that they do not want to do that they now must do as a result of buying this product. They, you add effort onto them. That makes it less valuable. They're True. doing something that they do not want to do. Now they have to work an extra two hours a week to afford this policy because you didn't find something in their budget less valuable. Sacrifice is anything that they were doing that they want to keep doing that they now must give up. That makes it less valuable. So now because they have to work an extra two hours a week, they can't sit around and watch Game of Thrones anymore. And now they hate the product. Now they're canceling next month. So as long as you can reduce the amount of effort and sacrifice and time delay, and you can increase the likelihood of this solving their problem, this will be infinitely valuable. This is the difference between a $5 ebook on losing weight versus a $50,000 bariatric surgery. They're both solving the same problem of weight loss, but this one solves it in one day compared to this one taking one to two years. Yeah. They solve the problem a lot quicker. They lose the weight in one day. It's all cut off. So it's like, if you want to get really rich, just solve problems twice as fast as anybody else can. Makes it infinitely more valuable. Yeah, it does. How do like, they, uh, someone wants to reach out to you, buddy. How do they, how do they go about doing that? 
My phone number is 270-724-3633. I've been getting a lot of weird calls here recently. I will say that. Okay. So uh, Not me. Uh, no, I'll have to text you some of the stuff I've gotten. You, you, you'd like to listen to the voicemails. They're, they're out there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just working on coaching agents now, helping them get to six, seven-figure incomes with an exit strategy in five to seven years. But it's just like fixing your business. Boom. So agents are serious and coachable. I'm ready to take you to the next level, but not if you have a broken mindset and you want to blame everyone else for why you don't have what you want in your life. Can't do that. It's excuses and lies that you keep telling yourself. A lot of that. Well, dude, Mason, thanks for coming on again. Thanks for talking about the closer framework. And I appreciate you being on the power player podcast. Once again, happy hustling, man. Boom, brother. Appreciate you. See you guys. All right. See you, homie.